This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. Months after writing a letter to the cabinet secretary highlighting the intention to hand over his stake to the government, Kumar Mangalam Birla has stepped down as a non-executive chairman of Vodafone Idea. The fact remains that that letter has hit Vodafone's stock price and has raised the question about whether India is going to turn out to be a two telecom player market. Despite all his efforts, the financials of Vodafone Idea have sharply deteriorated. Foreign investors are hesitating in making investments. Investors unwilling to put money without clarity. Investors want to see a clear government intent on a three player market. Without support, Voda Idea is heading to an irretrievable point of collapse. Well, there seems to be no respite for Vodafone Idea. We learned from sources that the government is now facing challenges in granting relief to the company. After kicking the can for months, what had to happen did happen earlier this month. Kumar Mangalam Birla's 25-year-old dream of a telecom empire finally came crashing when he stepped down as the non-executive chairman of Vodafone Idea, throwing in the towel once and for all. Wish that was it, till we learnt in June itself, Birla had raised his hand and volunteered to hand over his co-ownership in the company to the government, unable to withstand its value destruction. One company, Vodafone Idea, was risking his entire Aditya group and he had to cut loose. If you are unable to grasp the extent of value destruction, let me help you. In 2015, that's just six years ago, Birla's stake in Idea Cellular was worth 18,000 crore rupees. This is before he merged the business with Vodafone Idea in 2018. Today, in 2021, his 28% stake in the combined Vodafone Idea entity is just 5,200-odd crores. In fact, the worth of the entire joint venture company today in the stock market is hovering just eight to 900 crores more than what it was six years ago. Let's look at Bharti. In comparison, Bharti is valued six times that of Voda Idea at 3.41 lakh crore today. So you get the picture. It's 13th of August. I'm Arjit Barman from the Economic Times. This is the morning brief. Back in 2018, when Vodafone Idea joined forces to give birth to India's largest telecom company, everyone said, what an idea, Sergi. But why then has matters come to such a pass that the prospect of a Birla company actually going belly up is so real? Who is responsible for this? The management, the government, our policies, my colleagues, Romit Guha. Why would Vodafone as a group, PLC as a group, the shareholders be happy or, or accept putting in money into a company which Vodafone Group has washed their hands off years back. And my co-host Devina Sengupta has seen this telecom saga unravel up close. Who would put in money in a company when the parents are refusing to put in money? So I had to dial them in to get a sense if there is any hope left. Later on this episode, we will also discuss the alphabet soup called AGR, 
adjusted gross revenues and why that has got everyone seething. But Romit, first off, how real is the prospect of our telecom market becoming just a race between two ponies, Bharti and Jio? Why should we consumers care if we are left with a duopoly? Thank you so much, Arjit and the team for having, having me here. The threat is real, no doubt about it. Vodafone financials are going from bad to worse, losses every quarter, losing customers, uh, debt is only going higher, the operations aren't generating enough cash, So, and they have lots of liabilities coming up. Somewhere around, I think, 23,000 crore till April, which includes wow. AGR dues, spectrum dues, uh, gov- um, loan repayments to financial institutions. So they are in deep trouble. I would love to continue to see a three-player market. I think that would be the appropriate outcome for a country as, as large as India. Substantial investments have been made already by the industry. Uh, there are lots of jobs, not just direct jobs, but indirect jobs. And there are many, many parts of the ecosystem that depend on this industry for employment and, um, and livelihoods. And I think just from a national perspective, uh, it would be right to see, uh, appropriate to see uh, an industry structure where three players uh, not just survive, but thrive. That's Gopal Vittal, Managing Director of Bharti Airtel, also batting for at least three healthy telecom players for a market such as ours. What about us? What about you and me, many of whom are uh, customers or subscribers to Vodafone Idea? Now, if uh, if a Vodafone Idea uh, were to go down under, obviously, uh, the 27 crore subscribers on the Vodafone network, they would need to shift. And that's not an easy process. While we have uh, mobile number portability, but would the MNP platform, is it robust enough to uh, suddenly accommodate millions of customers trying to port out? The other is, of course, if you have two private players, you know where the pricing is going to go. Devina, uh, Romit touched upon some of the uh, dues and liabilities or the finan- a little bit about the financial health. But I want to delve a little deeper. How bad is bad for Vodafone idea? If you could break down the financials for us to understand its real health, you know, how much does it earn? What are its debt obligations? If Kumar Mangalam Billa, the former chairman of uh, Vodafone Idea, writes to the government and in not so many words says that things are dire, you can imagine how bad the situation is. If you look at the basic data, uh, Vodafone Idea right now has a debt of about 1.8 lakh crore and the telco is staring at a potential 3.1 billion dollar, which is about 24,000 crore shortfall in his cash flows in FY23. It also has massive AGR. Now, AGR for everybody is adjusted gross revenue. It mm-hmm. has around 58-59,000 crore AGR dues remaining. And although it has few years to pay, it is still looking at a massive dent in its coffers. And it has never uh, had a single uh, profitable quarter since it was born. So you're saying it's on one side, its debt is around 1.8 lakh crores, and it is loss making. So, yes. if we have if we have the numbers, I think it made a 44,000 crore loss uh, in 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 the last fiscal uh, FI21. That is approximately yes. Uh- Interestingly, its next quarter results is coming up this Saturday, but uh, 
as of the previous quarter, which is a Jan to March quarter, its loss was around 7,000 crore. And cash balance was just 350 crore. And Romit, all this debt is from the banks or, as you said, much of the dues is actually what it owes to the government and it has to pay over a certain period of time. So most of it is to the government. Say about uh, about 30,000 crore is to the banks, which mm-hmm. includes uh, direct loans, NCDs and bank guarantees. Now, uh, mind you, the actual funded exposure is somewhere around 13-14,000 crore. So it's not that much. So the main concern is if these guys go down is uh, obviously about 13-14,000 crore of uh, exposure that that, that banking sector has. uh, Plus, of course, the government, 1,60,000-50,000. So clearly... The lion's share is uh, to the to the government, and government stands to be the biggest loser if uh, this company goes belly up. That's correct. But he- here's an interesting, uh, you know, we are talking about numbers. So here's an interesting uh, fact uh, or a factoid to share. Now, guess what the total debt of all listed Aditya Birla Group companies, if we exclude Voda Idea, is? Now we are talking about Grasim. Hindalco, its financial services businesses, they are all cash guzzlers, capex heavy businesses. It's 15% less than just one company, that's Voda Idea. The problem of one company is dragging the entire group down. But Romit, realistically, what can the government do? The government is basically pushed into a corner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what it can do is it can reduce the levies, you know, the spectrum user mm-hmm. charge or the license fees, which the these companies, telcos, pay as a percentage of the AGR. Okay, Correct. they can do that. Uh, they can extend the deadline for payment of the spectrum dues, which is coming up in, say, April 2022, by a couple of years. Um, it will help. But you have to understand... These are all medium to long term support measures mm. going forward. What happens to the cash deficit that the company is facing now? Now on that back, mm. if there are investors who are willing to bet on the company, then that's Vodafone's only hope. Devina, for long, all of us as consumers have enjoyed record low tariffs. Uh, there is also a talk of flow pricing. Will that help? The glorious days of paying 500 rupees for postpaid plans that we are enjoying is definitely over. The telcos obviously have been asking for floor price. So floor price for all listeners is a minimum price plan that the telco needs to offer and therefore this is to prevent competition so that the consumers don't have to, are not always given a cheaper price plan. The issue here is that Telecom Regulatory Authority of India, as we call TRI, Mm -hmm. had earlier said that they do not want to interfere in floor price. However, the telcos, especially after Jio's entry, have been pushing for a minimum price plan. Mm -hmm. There has been a lot of to and fro and all three, Jio, Airtel and VI have been asking for a floor plan. Vodafone has a very small window right now because it is not like they're going to bring in a tariff plan and suddenly your tariffs will increase by 140%. Correct. That will not happen. See, Vodafone needs to increase the tariff by many folds. 
and you cannot do it right now over the next few quarters and not lose customers so it's a tricky situation that the telco is right but now. both jio and airtel has already uh, raised tariff why can't voda idea do so no 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 again most of india is on prepaid plans right see it's the prepaid plan which gets you the revenues mm-hmm. it's not postpaid those of us who are on postpaid form a very small chunk of the customer base mm-hmm. now what you are seeing is sporadic increase in the postpaid plans okay. it is not done in a prepaid plan across segments you are only seeing some changes here and there tweaks but not an official raise like it happened in 2019 so if i can just jump in there uh, sure. arjit uh, sure. you know you have to understand uh what these guys have done airtel and vodafone are raise tariffs in segments where jio is not present currently both these telcos vodafone and airtel are very wary that if they were to tweak prices read uh, raise prices in the postpaid smartphone segment mm-hmm. they leave themselves vulnerable to jio because if jio is still running after customers they have a target of 500 million they're at 420 million right now their subscriber addition pace had actually fallen uh, over the last couple of quarters it's picked up this quarter uh, in the right. june ended quarter uh, mm-hmm. but the previous few quarters it had actually lagged uh, airtel big time vodafone has been losing uh, through and through romit we have seen several uh, telcos being taken to bankruptcy we already have a bankruptcy architecture if the company is on the brink of default why can't the banks do what they did with arcom aircel you know they also had large subscriber base they also had huge debts uh, you know arcom i remember gave 90 day notice to subscribers to port to other networks and they did what's the big deal uh, here in this particular case so for one vodafone idea has not defaulted on its payment okay uh on none of its payments it maybe has delayed uh, delayed payments to the government but not to banks it has been meeting all its obligations but do you really think banks want to do that they've seen what is the fate of the bankruptcy proceedings of aircel and arcom aircel is expected to file for bankruptcy under the insolvency and bankruptcy code lenders to reliance communications are in a fix the company's deal with aircel has been called off that deal was the cornerstone of a plan to invoke strategic debt restructuring in the account in aircel's case i think the claim was over 20000 crore in in arcom's case it was nearly 57000 crore and the the two bankruptcy proceedings resolution plans are far from getting resolved you know they're getting tuss, uh, tangled in one legal hassle after the other we have been talking about the debt situation let's look at the other side of the balance sheet which is the equity now you have two large partners we have been talking about billas but this is a joint venture vodafone is one of the largest telecom companies in the whole world so far one of the issues that's been bogging them is the retro tax now that being out of the picture do you think vodafone will finally change its mind and say okay i didn't want to invest so far but now i will any indications yet from london why would vodafone as a group plc as a group the shareholders be happy or or accept putting in money into a company which vodafone group has washed their hands off years back they've written off their investments in vodafone idea 
at least a couple of years back. So you're saying for them this is, uh, you know, it's it bad money after good money, uh, rather yeah. good yeah. money after bad good money, money after bad, yeah. good money yeah. after bad. So why it's a sentiment booster? But will it actually translate into Vodafone Group relooking at its India investments? Practically, I don't think so. Devina, let's rewind uh, a bit and talk a bit about the mega merger. This was supposed to be a merger of equals. It created the number one player in India. The thought process was really an industrial vision that Kumar and I shared. Digital India is happening and is happening in the next three, four years. These two companies are highly complementary. So we really thought from the first day, a merger of equal, a partnership, an equality, where we put together two companies. They happen to be stronger where we are weaker. We are weaker where they're stronger. But surprisingly, it never, ever made money. Are we then saying from day one, this JV was still born? Right. It's interesting you mentioned because, Romit, you remember this is my first press conference was Voda Idea merger press conference when I joined the telecom sector. And how, in a very short file, how things have changed for the telecom company. We have created both in the last 10 years, two of the most loved brands in the telecom sector. But I would say beyond that, in India, we have two of the most loved brands. And uh, we will strengthen them and, you know, we'll develop an identity and a commercial strategy, but both are here to stay. So, uh, 2017, Adiji, this, uh, this uh, merger was announced mm -hmm. and it took them about a year to finalize and to seal the merger. And a half. A year and, and a half. half. Yes, yeah. year and a half. And the first trouble was these are two very, very different uh, companies with very different cultures. Vodafone was catering more towards the urban customer base. Mm -hmm. Vodafone was run more in a multinational format where the work culture was different and idea had a different work culture. So for a company which sees a leadership change, which is seeing a lot of amalgamation, which is seeing a lot of attrition, from more than 25,000 employees, it is now reduced within two years, in two, three years into what? Around 9,000 employees. From 22 to 9? Yes. Jesus. Because you have to understand, Idea Cellular was very large, right? This is probably the largest merger India has seen. And one of the largest global mergers. And also, it took them years to actually come together and rebrand the service. I think that reflects something as well right for a very long time they were working parallelly so if i'm a vodafone uh, india customer i would have i would be on the vodafone india plans and if you were an idea cellular customer you would be on the idea cellular plans slowly the plans became common and that takes time and it did for sure take time for them and the vi branding which is what the company is called right now uh, the vi happened last year so it's taken more than two years to even get the brand messaging correct. But even then, honestly, were you surprised at this abject surrender by Mr. Birla? What broke the camel's back? I wasn't surprised. It was leading towards the, the inevitable, as, as they say. They have not reported a single quarter's profit. This, in all this, they were hit with this massive AGR revenue hit right, right. Uh, uh, liability uh, hit liability liability yeah. hit massive it's not one two thousand crore 
it is 58,000 crore. Wow. Yeah. Even if they have to split it over 10 years, they are, they are due to pay 9,000 crore by March 2022. 9,000 crore. For a, for a company which is still loss making. It's loss making. They have a cash balance of 350 crore in March end. 350 crore. That's really scraping the bottom of the barrel now. So it is inevitable. Vodafone idea today lost over 2,700 crore rupees in market cap after this letter from its chairman Kumar Mangalam Birla was revealed. Um, while this is all happening, it's also in a way a move to push the government also. You know, it's, yeah. it's not just things haven't come to pass in the last year and a half, right? The inception was in 2010. When, when when Spectrum for 3G Spectrum went through the roof and left all these guys, all the telcos, burdened with massive debt. True. And on top of that, when you have Geo entering in 2016, then you see the mismatch, your revenue is going yeah. down, your CapEx is going through the roof, plus your interest costs are ballooning. It's like you. It's like a perfect storm you hit from all sides. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Romit, uh, you know, for all our listeners, I want a basic tutorial from you you know this you've been talking about agr agr all through what is this agr and why are telcos being constantly complaining about you know the way we calculated why we should pay you know it's really snowballed into uh, a massive achilles heel for the entire sector so you know you go back in time early 2000s when when the entire mechanism moved to a revenue share. Basically, there was a mechanism which 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 was put in place by the government and which, importantly, all the telecom companies signed into was a mechanism of adjusted gross revenue. That AGR definition included everything under the sun that a telecom company would earn, not just from telecom licenses or telecom services, but also things like, you know, if you were to rent out your property, rental income, if you were to sell handsets, handset income, if you were to do, if you were to do any, carry out any other activity and generate income of that, income from that, it would get counted under AGR. The telecos signed up for it. Mm -hmm. But ever since that, they have been disputing it legally. What has been happening is that DOT has been raising demands. The mm -hmm. telecom companies have been paying only as much from their calculation, as per their calculation, which excludes all the non-telecom dues. So, mm -hmm. so think about it. Since 2002-2003, this has been accumulating over the years. Right? Okay. Now, the main crux of the matter is in 2011-12, there was a judgment of the Supreme Court which said that you guys have to pay AGR. Whatever the logic is, you, are, you and I may think that why should a telecom company pay license fee and spectrum usage charge on an AGR which includes even my rental income? What has that got to do with telecom? telecom. But that, is, was, that was the license condition and the telecom company signed up for it back in 2000, early 2000s. Tell me, now, if, if everyone is impacted, why isn't Bharti, uh, you know, in such a pitiable state? Its stock is soaring. A few years back, I remember when Jio had just taken off, 
people had written off Bharti as well, but it's seen a massive bounce back. How has Bharti managed, but Vodafone hasn't? So Bharti, if you ask me, has played it very well. Um, they also had AGR dues of nearly 44,000 crore. While Vodafone idea were integrating, a lot mm-hmm. of the subscribers, Bharti had lost to Jio, but they were also gaining from Vodafone idea. So net net, the subscriber loss wasn't even uh, wasn't not only wasn't uh, wasn't it as bad as Vodafone idea, but it they've managed to minimize the subscriber losses, which means that they were getting their revenues. It had bottomed out at a point. They have raised, I think, about fifteen billion dollars as per their annual report in the last three to four years. Wow! Right. So when it came to this. They were fully prepared. So they have played it, de-risked their business portfolio. They've raised the cash. Their debt to EBITDA, despite the AGR liability, is about three times. So clearly it's a case of a stitch in time, saving nine. But Devina, Vodafone also has been trying to sell assets for a long time. Why isn't any investor biting as yet? Who would put in money in a company when the parents are refusing to put in money? That's true. So, there has been no dearth of discussions across global players who would want to be interested in Vodafone idea. Nick Reed, the CEO of Vodafone Group uh, UK, has said as late as July 23rd during the results that the company will not put in any more money in Vodafone idea. Right. Uh, Mr. Billa on many occasions has mentioned that he has put in all that he could and the group is not going to put, that is the Aditya Billa group is not putting in any more money. If we weren't getting anything, then I think that's the end of the story for uh, Vodafone Idea. You're saying unequivocally that it'll be the end of the story, you're not going to pump in any more money into the no, venture? No, not, not if either or both of these happen. That it, it, is, it doesn't make sense to put good money after bad. So that would be the end of the story for us. So why would anybody else take a bet on your company? So Roman, how do you see this play out? The government cannot afford to let the, the sector move into a private sector duopoly. Mm-hmm. So they will do what it takes. Now, for how long, as you said, as, and as you rightly said, uh, how long will the band-aid work is anybody's is guess. A 1.3, is a 1.38 lakh crore question. Absolutely. So it's a band-aid sort of a solution, whatever comes in. Maybe a year down the line, we will again be discussing the future of Vodafone Idea. Vodafone Idea in another podcast. podcast. Probably yes, but but hopefully uh, something will come out of all this. Uh, My take on this whole thing, you know, as the latest entrant Reliance Geo has dodged the bullet of billions of dollars of back payments to the government, unlike legacy operators, Bharti or Vodafone, It's created a massive dissonance in our airwaves. We all crib about call drops, don't we? I, for one, can't get through to Devina if I'm calling her Vodafone number from my Airtel number. Armed with $44 billion of equity from strategics like Facebook and Alphabet or financial investors like a KKR or the Saudi Sovereign Fund, Mr. Mukesh Ambani and his Reliance Industries is building a digital commerce enterprise to complement mobile carriage. Soon, it's planning to sell Android-based smartphone developed in partnership with Alphabet's Google. If attractive pricing of Geophone Next makes it a popular entry-level choice, 
Vodafone's struggle to retain customers may finally collapse. Even if, and that's a big if, it keeps the light on, as Romit said, for a while longer, how will it pay for 5G spectrum? The moot question though, is this a business failure or a case of lopsided policies killing the golden goose? That will influence the next steps, even if a white knight emerges out of thin air to save the day. In the US, the government bailed out its homegrown auto champions, GM and Chrysler, post the Lehman collapse, turned it around, sold it back to the public. Taxpayers lost billions, but the administration had argued alternatives would have been made much worse. Will Foda idea be India's test case? Well, that's an idea, Sirti. I'm Arjit Barman and you've been listening to The Morning Brief. Thank you, Devina and Romit. Really appreciate both of you taking time out and explain this issue, this developing story threadbare. This episode was edited and coordinated by Shashwat Mohanty. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. We look forward to your feedback. Write to us at themorningbrief at timesgroup.com. And if you like this episode, please share on your social media handle. We really appreciate it. The Morning Brief drops every Tuesdays, Thursdays and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a nice weekend. Goodbye and good luck. All edited sound clips used in this episode belongs to their respective owners. Credits mentioned in the description.